Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. People might be going through really, really challenging times. And I just think it's important to like remember, no matter where you are in life, the one thing that is truth is that it's going to change. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. If you too want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech, remember you can go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. I do my best to surround myself by things that you know, are an empowering environment or to challenge myself if I, I'm contributing to a way that's not empowering or have people in my life that aren't empowering. And I do my best to self-reflect as often as possible. And I have this particular friend I want to give um, an anonymous shout out to. Oftentimes I get in my head a lot. I think we all do. It's human. And he sent me a message, a very honest, candid message. And part of the message, she's like, just for the record, I think you are great with a million exclamations and it was, it's completely platonic, like just a friend. And, and it really meant a lot to me. It really meant a lot to me for someone to see me in more vulnerable states and say, you are great with several exclamations. And I just think it's awesome to have people in my life. And I feel so blessed and fortunate to have people in my life that, that want to kind of step outside their comfort zone to say something empowering or to make me feel completely optimized. And it made me think on a, on a deeper level, like, am I architecting my whole life to mirror how that, that particular friend supported me and supports me in my journey? And I think it's important that we kind of do an audit of our life and see are our habits empowering us? Is our environment empowering us? Are the people in our life empowering us? Is our nutrition empowering us? Is our sleep schedule empowering us? Is the time that we make for self-care empowering us? Do we make time for self-care? Like we are the architects of our life. We create the narratives for our stories. As much as out of control as everything feels, we're actually completely in control. It's nuts. And the things that we don't have control over, at least we're in control of knowing we don't have control over those things. And so what are we going to do, you know, despite not having the ability to have superpowers to like make exactly what we think we want happen to happen? Sometimes what we think we want to happen actually isn't what was best for us. So I know this is a little bit like woo woo, but just walk away with it. Like, how can we architect our own lives to serve us to the best of our abilities so we could be our absolute best selves? And I hope that I have 
so many more new and old friendships that mirror how like appreciated, accepted and like supported my friend that sent me that really kind message made me feel. women in tech around the world so excited to bring to you one of my personal friends someone i met at a podcasting workshop who has such an inspirational show and is making a huge impact on the people she comes across including my life i couldn't help but bring her on and share her insights with you welcome samantha Hello, my dear. Oh, my God. I am blown away with your energy. I already really feel it. You just upped my game. That just literally like transmuted it. And I just feel more ramped up. So I'm so glad to be here. I appreciate it. To kick things off, why don't you go ahead? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay, so I am a podcaster, I am a mindset coach, and I host travel retreats all over the world. But Morocco is specifically sort of my like, my sweet spot. It's my place that I love to bring people. But it isn't what I've always done. So this is something I've stepped into in the past two years of my life. And I really feel like the story of the transition is like, really where the juice lies, because there's so many people who are at a point in their life where they're at that crossroad of like, something inside them is kind of like talking to them and sort of whispering to them to do something different. It's like, what do you do? How do you listen and tune into your intuition? So that's really like where, where like my passion lies is in helping women crank up that inner voice and really tune into and listen to their hearts. And let's dive in straight to the background of your story. And first, before we even kick things off, how can people find you? How can they cyberstalk you? Like, so if they want to check you out, why they're listening? So SamanthaRoberto.com. Roberto is R-U-B-E-R-T-O. People often spell it with an O, but it's Roberto. And then on Instagram, Hello Beautiful Podcast. And beautiful is B-E-Y-O-U-T-I-F-U-L. So be you is the thing. Like be your beautiful self. Like drop the layers of ourselves that don't serve us. You know, it's, it's when we truly are, are like essence that we resonate and, you know, shine the brightest. And you've taken so many chances in life and you really believe in following your intuition, which led you to create the Hello Beautiful podcast. So before we talk about the podcast and the kind of stories that you've shared and the impact that you're making, let's get into your background as a businesswoman and the different risks that you made and sacrifices you took to follow your intuition and create the path that you knew you were meant to be on. Definitely. So my background, funny enough, is in real estate. I am from a small town in Canada, Thunder Bay. Absolutely love it. Uh, It's about eight hours north of Minneapolis. So anybody listening, it is like super cold in the wintertime, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) give you some context. But my background was in real estate and I did very well, like from a super young age, sales was something that I was super passionate about and also helping people navigate through to you know, transitions of finding the perfect home and making the next step in life. Like it was just something I was naturally drawn to. At that point, um, I had been working for five years. I was very much living the white picket fence life. I had a five-year relationship, super successful with my career, beautiful home and go on quote unquote vacations. Like I was basically ticking all of society's boxes. But one day, and I remember this moment, like like it was yesterday, I was driving between appointments and I was, I was tuned out listening to, you know, the radio. All of a sudden I had this little voice within me whisper, life isn't fun and life's supposed to be fun. You're 27 years old. Is this how you want to live the rest of your life? 
And you know, when you have those moments where you just, you almost can't ignore them, like they are so divine. And there's just this thing inside of you like, whoa, what the heck was that? That I needed to listen to it. So long story short, uh, I did. I looked at my life and even though I had all of the shiny things and everything was great and I was ticking all those boxes, I was like, I really need to find out where this voice is leading me. So I stepped away from the relationship. I stepped away from work, took a leave. Uh, It was probably one of the hardest things because at that point I was a workaholic. Like even when on vacation, I was like on myself on closing deals. But uh, I took three weeks off and I just decided to give myself space and have nothing on my agenda. In that time, I had the realization that there was so much more in the world and that I needed to experience it. So I decided that January 1st that year, I was booking a one-way ticket solo to Thailand. I don't even know why it was Thailand, but I'm like, I'm going on an adventure. I'd never been to Asia, (laughs) never backpacked, never traveled alone. And Esprit, when I tell you, I was freaking terrified. Like when the wheels went off the tarmac of that airplane, I started to cry. The stewardess came over and she's like, ma'am, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm just having a moment. But I was so scared because it was such like so far out of my comfort zone. But that one trip, you know, I remember getting to my hotel in Thailand, being totally by myself, so far out of my comfort zone. I'm like, what the heck? Why did I do this? This is such a bad decision. Like what the, what, you know, what, the whatever. And then about 10 minutes later, I ended up bopping into these people on the streets and I immediately had friends. They invited me to go watch the sunset on the beach. And it was like, the rest is history. So that initial trip, I never could have imagined, but led me to traveling to over 50 countries all over the world. Just one adventure led to the other and then the other. And I just learned like there was this whole other aspect about life that I had no clue about because I was in the grind. I was a workaholic. I was, you know, going after after all of those shiny things. And I let a lot of that go to just follow my heart and live in flow and experience different cultures, different religions, different peoples, different languages. And I just found life was so much more fulfilling as I did that. And when you left your life, in Canada at that time, you were content, like there wasn't anything outrageously bad, right? It just, there was something that like, this isn't the best life that I could be living for myself. Is that accurate? You know what? It was almost like, you know, it wasn't this bad, but it was almost like an Elizabeth Gilbert moment. Like remember the movie Eat, Pray, Love when she's on the floor and she's just like, oh my gosh, I need to make this change. Like there's this little voice within. And when you hear it, it's like, you can't not listen. It is so crystal clear and you you know that you have to do it. So no, life was good on the outside, like especially from where I was from. You know, people thought it was nuts. They're like, you're going traveling by yourself. Are you crazy? You're going to get robbed. You're going to get kidnapped. You're going to get raped. Like all of the bad things that were just projecting so much fear. Like, what do you think you're doing? It was, it was out there for a small town girl to go and do this. But man, like when I tell you, it was the best decision of my life because that was the the NHL turning point, as my father would say. And then how did those kinds of discoveries lead you to one day creating the beautiful podcast? And why don't you go ahead and tell everybody what is the beautiful podcast about? It's so moving. So essentially my travel... Uh, hello, beautiful. Sorry. Hello, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So essentially my travels like really taught me so many deep lessons, you know, learning how to live in flow, self-reflection, meditation, listening to that little voice and trusting the universe, like trusting that when things make not make sense on the outside, trusting that there is a 
you know, a higher plan or that things are working out for a bigger reason that you can't necessarily see in the moment, but just like having that faith that it really just sort of unlocked that spiritual awakening within me. And so the more that I would go travel and the more I go experience, whenever I'd come home, I always had women ask, like, it's so incredible what you're doing, but how, how, how? And I was sort of living in this, like this place of flow of when you're, you're just, you're so in the moment that life just like, and you're so tuned in that life will open doors in super unexpected ways that for me, it was super easy, but I had known all of these other little hacks that I was doing and constantly working on myself. Like for me, I redefined work wasn't, you know, doing real estate or what wasn't doing this. It the work every single day was literally my journaling sessions was literally getting on my yoga mat and being there for an hour or meditating and tuning in. Like that's actually how I reframed quote unquote work. And as long as I did that, everything in my life would flow. Really? So like, yeah. Was there any resistance in the beginning to doing that? Like weren't there days where I'm just speaking from like personal angst. It's like, there are days where I just don't want to Um, what do you do on those days? So on those days, I mean, we're all human, right? So like I nurture myself. I've really learned through this like whole journey over the past five years to give myself grace. But that said, I do my best to, because I mean, think about it. If you're on the couch, like especially during quarantine, if you're kind of having a bad day, if you're Netflixing, it's not going to help if you double down with guilt. It's not going to help if you double down and get hard on yourself. Like the best thing you can do and the biggest piece in this whole thing is awareness. Like just acknowledging where you are, being aware of what's going on. And then, you know, in that moment, maybe seeing what, what's the best thing I can do for myself right now and asking yourself that question. And then maybe stretching, like literally maybe just giving your body a nice, gentle stretch, maybe just taking a nice couple mindful, deep breaths. And like, that is huge. So, I mean, like not every single day is going to be perfect, but it definitely, like the more you do it, the more you can create those habits, like you will be unlocking the energy resource from within. It's so interesting. And I want to get into Hello Beautiful. But before that, just kind of to compliment what you said, I had someone tell me once, you should always be operating from a place of overflow, not from your reserves. And at that time, I'm like, I don't even have reserves. I'm completely beyond empty. Like I'm depleted. (laughs) And so for you saying like, you know, to pay attention to the yoga and to pay attention to the breathing and be pay attention to the mindful eating, that really resonates for me because I think, For me, I cannot serve others if I am not taking care of myself. And that was a really hard lesson for me to to gather and something I still struggle with. Like this particular week, just being really open, I have completely and utterly overworked myself. Leaves me grouchier. It leaves me like just moody. It leaves me insecure or with negative thoughts. And like it makes it harder to process information and to make really like powerful decisions. And I also notice that it plants seeds to make more fear based decisions because I just want to like quickly get out of the pain or this or scarcity based decisions. Right. And when I am taking care of myself, whatever working out may be to you, for me, it's same. It's doing my headspace meditation or doing yoga or doing a bit, a, a hit session, a high intensity workout. Like when I eat clean, when I intermittent fast, all those things And when I sleep, sleep is huge. Like when I don't sleep enough versus when I sleep, drink water. Like it sounds so elementary, but when I do those things, it forms this ground, like this foundation beneath me where I can, again, cheesy hippie, I can blossom. (laughs) But if, if, if if my soil isn't nourished, 
then then I simply can't grow. And um, yeah, I'm sp- experiencing it completely this week. I'm beyond tired. But the difference between me today and me a while ago is today I'm like, this is unacceptable for me anymore. So I'm going to look at my calendar and everything and pivot back over to a better path. Whereas me a few years ago was like, I need to hustle and grind. I need to work through this. This is just what I have to do. This is what it means to be an entrepreneur. And that is just not the path. If I can't take care of myself, I don't have what I need to serve others. And this is the thing, like the hustle has been so glorified in our society. It's like so glorified and it's such an illusion. It's like, what are we even chasing? Like, what are we even chasing? You know, and so many people spend their whole lives chasing something that they didn't even consciously like align. What is it that I really want from a heart centered place? Right. So it's like, you want to make sure that you have the alignment because like once you have the alignment of what you're passionate about, what fuels you, then it's not as much of a, you know, as a chase because you're just so into it. Um, a hack actually for something like that, that I think is super helpful because often, especially as women, we are constantly taking care of like the nurturing side of us. We want to take care of everyone around us. We want to make sure we're doing a good job. We want to, you know, balance all of the plates, but that we, 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 we ignore ourselves. We kind of put ourselves last. Totally. We, last. We, we do the self-care thing if we have the time, when we have the time. And even if we do, it's like half, you know, right. half the effort. But knowing that by doing that, by, by filling up your reserves, by filling up your tank, you're actually going to be a better partner, a better mom, a better coworker, a better friend, and come from that place where you can just give on such a deeper level to everyone around you. It's, it's not selfish. You know, it's actually one of the best things you can do is just fill up your tank because that love is going to be so contagious and help everyone else around you in such a bigger way than we realize. Totally. Tell us about the Hello Beautiful podcast. Okay. Yeah. So the Hello Beautiful podcast. So for me, a huge tool and something I really, really stand behind is journaling. Journaling has been such a gateway into so many of my life decisions. So, and I got this through the travel years. It was one of the tools I picked up about two years ago. Um, as I was writing in my journal, I journal every single day. It's like non-negotiable. All of a sudden this line came up, you will start a mindfulness brand. And for me at the time, like with what I was doing, I'm like, what? Like, where is that? Like, this is kind of weird, but okay. And then I let let it go. And then I would journal every day. And about a month and a half or two months later, all of a sudden that same line came up. You will start a mindfulness brand. I'm like, weird. There it is again. Interesting. So I let it go. And at the time, so while I was traveling, just to give some context, I was probably traveling for about seven months of the year and then doing real estate for five totally in flow. However, I felt I come back to Thunder Bay. And because I was coming from such a heart center place business, like I was closing deals, my numbers were going up. People around me were like, how the heck are you doing this? I remember my broker called me in and he's like, I don't know what you're doing, but like, you're never here and you're killing it. And I'm like, yeah, it's all of these other things, like the energy thing. So one day, a year and a half ago, I was showing a house to a private seller and the seller and I just started talking and she looked at me and she said, your perspective is so refreshing. You need to start a podcast. And the minute that she said that, I felt this like resonance through my body. It was like a lightning bolt. And I looked at her, I'm like, you're right, I do. And then, you know, and then it just hit. So when I went home after that meeting, I Googled, first question, what is a podcast? (laughs) Second (laughs) question, I wasn't a podcaster at that point. Second question, how do I start a podcast? And then that's what got me into the podcasting journey. And so Hello Beautiful was very much a labor of love. 
It was a place where I could share empowered women's vulnerable stories. So a place to come on and share some of the harder stuff that we've been through so that we can help so that people aren't just seeing, oh, here I am. This is what I'm doing. It's like, this is a journey along the way that actually got me there. So that creative journey from the the moment that I knew I was going to start a podcast to actually launching it, it took me about 10 months of navigating, feeling it out, trying to figure out what the message is going to be, figuring out like everything else. But uh, I'm so glad that I did. It's been so rewarding. Like what types of guests do you have ongoing? Like if I'm going to tune in to listen to your podcast, what can I expect? So essentially we bring in women, empowered women to share their vulnerable stories. So essentially we bring these women who are powerhouses in their careers and what they're doing and experts, but they come on and they share those stories that you don't usually get from them. So something like with the hard times, the challenges, and also the tools and the deep lessons that they learned through those things. So it really is a mix of like inspiration and a lot of like tips and tricks on how to live your best life and just really empowering girl talk. And it's not like your everyday podcast. She has guests that have gone through really, really immense just obstacles in life and and have overcome those and seen the other side. And so I think that that's a really important, powerful message to listen to. Tell us a little bit about one of the guests. Oh my gosh. There are so many, you know, and there, there's so many incredible women who have had on there. So one of my first guests was a dear friend of mine, and she shared her journey of overcoming intense grief. So she has, she got married and exactly seven days after the wedding, her husband tragically passed away in a cliff jumping accident. And she's one of the strongest, most beautiful women I know. And so she it was about a year after that had happened. She came on and she shared her journey of healing, of going through something so like literally, Ispri, I can't even like, like that going from a wedding to, and I actually went to Burning Man between this. So it was like, we went to the wedding. The next day I left to Burning Man. I was off the playa. And the first text message I got when I came off of the playa at Burning Man was like, oh my gosh, you know, this tragic thing. So came back to the funeral. It was insane. So her story is super, super powerful. But like the amount of messages that I got from sharing that story of people who've lost loved ones, people who've faced that type of grief, I'm just like, this podcast has been worth it for this, you know? I know when we first met, you were sharing that story with me and I I just was blown away. Like my first question and still my first question is how do you survive that? Stick around. We'll be right back after the break. We would not be able to support and celebrate women in tech around the world if it weren't for you. Thank you so much for being a listener and a fan of the show. To contribute and donate, simply go to womenintech.fm on the upper right-hand side and click Donate, which empowers us to continue celebrating women in tech around the world. Thank you for being a part of our journey. I just was blown away. Like my first question and still my first question is how do you survive that? You know what? A lot of self-love, a lot of self-care. She was actually over. She popped by. It was just her birthday. So we did a quarantine thing just an hour ago, but she's just really facing her internal self and really holding space for whatever emotions are coming up. Like I, like I said, she is one of the strongest people I know. It's episode, I think, number three on my podcast. So if you go back and listen, you can find it there. All of her contact information's there. It's just one day at a time and one moment at a time. And this is something with the quarantine I keep saying, because there's so many emotions that are coming up for so many different people. And it's not even like a day by day thing. It's a moment by moment. 
And one moment you could feel amazing and you could feel really good and like lots of energy. And then the next moment, all of a sudden, it's just like, you have this like anxiety that just comes up and it's just honoring wherever you are in the moment. I love that. I love that. And I love the stories that you share. I think just who you are is so powerful. You're definitely someone that when I'm feeling lost and confused, I have reached out to him like, how do I find my clarity in this murky world? (laughs) You know, the thing is at the end of the day, like there's so many layers, right? Like there's so many layers that we put on stuff, but it's so simple at the end of it. Like at the end of it, I truly believe that we all have our own answers. It's just a matter of like slowing things down and tuning in and knowing like there's certain techniques you can do, like with my coaching, certain techniques that will help unpeel the onion and unpeel the layers and give space to tune in to listen to ourselves. So it's a journey. It's a beautiful journey. Like for me, this spiritual path that I've been on is like, I am so grateful that I found myself in it at 27 years old and that I had the courage at that age to literally walk away from all of the the things and follow that because like nothing, like I, I would, I wouldn't trade the world for it. Something I like to ask all my guests is, have you ever been on a podcast before? Funny enough, you are actually my very first podcast. So I've hosted a bunch, but I have never <laughs> been on a podcast. So it's so funny because before we recorded this, I like I noticed all of the feels. Like I'm like, oh my God, I'm nervous. Like I could feel like, you know, the little like knots in my stomach. I'm like, I know I'm gonna be good, but like, yeah. So I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you on. I think that this was a really important conversation and episode to have. I think mindset, no matter if we're winning or we feel like we're not winning, um, whatever's going on, whatever challenge we have, mindset is so powerful. I know that there have been, unfortunately, several times in my life where I haven't taken care of my mind and my mindset. And then my body physically manifests that pain. And I've had, you know, terrible illnesses all based on, or I believe them to be based on, like, there was one point in my life where I couldn't walk for five months. I was in in insane pain. It almost feels like it wasn't real. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was completely overworking myself, just entirely overworking myself. And the second I remember I got bronchitis and my back gave out and I couldn't walk uh, on the same day. It was so peculiar. I'd never had bronchitis before. I'm not a person, you know, that has lung issues. And so it was crazy. And I knew just instantaneously, I'm like, my body wants me to make space. Like, I just knew it. I was like, I'm not, I mean, I'm sick, but I'm not sick. It's like, it's like, I wouldn't make space for myself. So this is how my body chose to protect me to make space. And from that point on, it was a journey of making space in my, my home, making space in, in my work life. Um, figuring out like who was really there for me, just like make space everywhere. It was making space in my joints by drinking more water. It was just making space by doing Alexander technique, making space, like just constantly making space. So there was that. And there's other situations like that, that I just noticed, like our minds are so vital to take care of. Like stress really is a, a toxic thing in our, in our head. And we need to do whatever we can. We have to, I mean, in order not to be physically ill, it's it's our responsibility to ourselves to meditate, to drink water, to do all these things or else, yeah, we're left with stuff. Well, what happens is that our body is constantly taking in everything and it's trying to communicate with us. Like it is constantly trying to give us these little nudges, these little inklings, these little things. But like what we usually do is like, I have a headache, pop a pill, you know, take an Advil and just like keep going and keep rushing through. It's like, it's so important to listen to the cues of your body and just be aware of them. And like, honestly, it sounds so rudimentary. It's like, sounds so basic, 
but it is everything because the minute you start opening that up, all of a sudden you realize like, oh my gosh, there's so many different ways that, you know, ways that I might've been ignoring my needs, ignoring what I do, you know, what I've like genuinely needed. And often like a lot of my guests who come share their stories, they've been hit with severe illnesses. They were like in the grind, in the go, then all of a sudden got, you know, cancer or had different illnesses or different things come up. And it's just, their body is like enough. You are going to get this you are going to stop. Like the universe is going to make you get this lesson and realize and then slow things down. And the funny thing about it, Esprit, is that every single person that I have interviewed, they are at a place where they look back at those difficult times and they're so grateful that they went through them. They're like the person that I came through on the other side of like, whatever the challenge was, they're like, I am such a better person. I am so much more aware. Like, I don't even know like I look back, I don't even know how I was doing it that way, you know? Totally. I, I mean, I totally feel the same way. I hope I never, ever, ever have to experience what I went through. It was so direly painful. Like I remember being in my living room and I'd be like weeping, just begging for one second to feel ease within my body. It was, it was awful. And even with that horrible experience for such an extended period of time, like I'm absolutely grateful for how it evolved me. Absolutely grateful. I just would love to never go through it again. <laughs> well, this is something too, right? Yeah, you're like, I'm grateful for the experience. Don't need to go there again. But yeah. gratitude, like gratitude is one practical, tangible way that we can start, you know, implementing like um, that ease in our life. You know, I, one thing I, I always start my day with is like five great, five things that I'm grateful for. And then I end my day with five things that I'm grateful for. So that's like literally how I anchor my day. And they say that gratitude is the ultimate form of receivership. So when you get in a state of being grateful, when you feel it in your, your heart, like look around and find like, like in this moment, I am grateful for the roof over my head. I'm grateful for my little dog to keep me, you know, company. I'm grateful for the, my amazing friend who stopped by and visited. I'm grateful for you. And the fact that we met and we have the opportunity to share this message message. Like all of a sudden, I literally in this moment just felt my energy just elevate. I literally just started, I felt that reserve kind of go up. So gratitude for anybody listening is like the the ultimate hack. I've heard that from many, many people, from scientists, everything. Like gratitude is really powerful. Before we start to wrap up, I really wanted to ask you, you've talked a lot about journaling and you guys, I know this isn't our traditional, you know, the journey through tech episode, but this is so important with everything that we have going on in the world to like have that kind of resource of not to sound... I'm so I'm afraid to say something because I don't ever want to be offensive or or be blind to all the suffering that is going on right now. But we equally need to have a resource of abundance and optimism to survive, like to work past it. Is there a way, Sam, that maybe you could help me through this? Because I feel like I have friends going through really bad stuff right now, and I don't want to be insensitive to that. So one thing that I think is super important with this is the idea of impermanence. So in Sanskrit, they say anicca, and that is that things are constantly moving. It's like one of the the basic law, one of the laws of the universe is that things are constantly changing and people go through different seasons. So you might be in a season where life is really good and the sun is shining and things feel good or a season, like you said, where like people might be going through really, really challenging times. And I just think it's important to like, remember no matter where you are in life, the one thing that is truth is that it's going to change. So be grateful 
for whatever it is that you you have, if things are going re- really well, if things are really tough. And if you're listening to this right now and you're like, I am literally in one of the darkest moments of my life. I don't know how I'm going to get through another day. Know that things are going to shift and they're going to move and that days are going to change and it will get better. So something on a grounded level that I find really helps. And you mentioned journaling, get a journal, make it a practice, like have a morning routine where you do a couple of things that helps start your day on that really positive level. So five things you're grateful for. It sounds so simple, but like every single day I will write out the five things and all of a sudden I'll feel that kind of go up. And then journaling. I do a technique that is from Julia Cameron's The Artist Way. I don't know if you've heard of the book. I have, yeah. Phenomenal course. And it's called Morning Pages. So no matter what, I take three pages and I will fill it up with whatever thoughts are in my head. So sometimes I'll even start and I'll be like, I don't know what to write. This, this exercise is stupid. Like, I don't feel good. Like, I don't, like, it literally, it doesn't matter. But I, no matter what, I fill up three pages. And the way I see that, it's almost like meditation. Like, it takes the clutter that's within your head and just gets it out of your head. And it gives you, like you said, to your point, more space and more flow and more ease. And it seems simple. But as you start doing that and as you make a habit of unloading, you know, the, the thoughts in your mind, we have between 60 and 80,000 thoughts a day that are constantly going through our mind. It is crazy. Like picture the, the show hoarders. Like we are all living in a house of hoarders in our minds. So <laughs> it's like, until you're aware of it, like the people who are on that show, they don't realize that like living in a house stacked full of boxes where you can't even see the floors. Like they don't really realize that, that there's nothing wrong with that. But then once they start removing boxes, once you start getting rid of things, you're like, oh my God, like there's a, like there's a whole other way to live. There's space. So brain dumping and the doing the morning pages is phenomenal. Plus it is like a gateway to tapping into your creative self. So creativity lies in allowing yourself to write, to dance, to maybe sing in the shower, to play, you know, like just like to not take things so seriously, to have fun, like inject your day with fun, you know, like you don't know what inspiration could come through. And that's when life gets really beautiful. And one question I'd like to wrap up on is what's the best piece of advice that you've gotten? And I'd kind of like for you to repeat that advice when you first made the transition at 27 um, and you asked yourself a question. I'd love to end on that note. What was the question you asked yourself? I would say like, listen to your heart. You have all of the answers that you need. Like no matter what you're going through with life, when you slow it down and you listen to your heart, everything is there. So really slow it down and tune in. And then the question, I'll help you. I know I put you on the spot. You were, I think you were in your car. Yep. So life should be fun and life isn't fun. You're 27 years old. Is this how you want to live the rest of your life? So that question, is this how you want to live the rest of your life? And when I actually looked at it and felt it that way, and I looked around, I was like, no, you know, it's not. And then from that place, I could tune in and I could, you know, make changes that I needed to change the rest of your life. Like, think about it. It's like the things that you're doing, is this what you want to do? And there's no guarantees with life, like the way it's going to go. But in the moment, I'm like, I have the power of now to decide. And I mean, because I took that leap of faith, we're here right now. Completely. Sam, thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast to connect and collaborate with more extraordinary women. Remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group and womenintechvip.com takes you straight there. Womenintechvip.com takes you straight there. Say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 
This is Samantha Roberto from the Hello Beautiful podcast. We are a platform that shares empowered women's vulnerable stories based in Los Angeles, California, and you're listening to Women in Tech. Hi, this is Arlen Hamilton, author of It's About Damn Time, How to Turn Being Underestimated into Your Greatest Advantage. And you're listening to We Are LA Tech. I feel so grateful I've had the privilege of getting an advanced copy of Arlen Hamilton's new book, It's About Dan Time. She is one of the most inspiring venture capitalists I've ever come across. Her story from having absolutely nothing and being completely broke to being one of the most influential venture capitalists in the world blows my mind. And her book is insanely well-written. Right when I picked it up, I didn't want to put it down. She teaches me and us how to become the asset, how to be our best selves, and how to be a person that not only creates opportunity for ourselves, but creates an abundance of opportunity for others. I'm so proud to share her book with you, and I hope you'll pick it up. And I know for sure you'll be just as riveted as I was with each page you turned. Get It's About Damn Time at itsaboutdamntime.com. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.